Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Japanaholic Podcast, the one-man podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan, anime, and games discussed by a certified Japanaholic. I am Taylor Fry, the certified Japanaholic. And this week's episode is another edition, the monthly edition of Weeb Reviews, the series where I take a look at an anime and give my point of view of what I think of the series. Uh, either if I just take a look at it as just the anime or the entire series as as a whole. Uh, I've did it, excuse me, I've done it a few times where I've talked about the entire series as a whole. I think I did that with Hitori Bochi a little bit. Um, and I didn't really talk much about Eurocamp. Um, I've tried my best to not really say much outside of the anime adaptations in case people are interested in the series. Um... Because a lot of people who listen to the Weeb reviews and stuff like that probably haven't really seen much of the said series. However, today I'm kind of going to be doing just a little bit different. Um, I really want to talk about this series. You know the series I'm talking about by the title. Um, but I want to talk about... I really want to talk about it a little bit outside of the anime. Just a little bit. Uh, I'll talk about what I've read so far up to the manga. Um, for those who are listening to this, uh, who have, uh, read the title and stuff like that, and it's curious as to what this series is all about, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I am, of course, talking about the Torikaku Kawaii series, or the Torikawa Over the Moon for You series. Uh, this is a series that has been currently airing in the fall 2020 season. This is the first time I'm doing a Weeb Reviews of a show that is currently airing as of recording this. And as of publishing this, it is heading into, it, heading into its final episode of Season 1. There's a chance that there will be a Season 2 because I'm pretty sure with this anime being, I think, the 4th or 5th, Top anime of fall 2020 on my anime list with a whopping 8.02 score. That is quite high, might I add. That is quite high for uh, my anime list score thing. Uh, average uh, <laughs> over 49,000 users. Just saying. I think there may be a season two coming along the way, but I'll talk more about that later down the line. Uh, but yes, there's only 11 episodes right now as of recording this. Um, but this is this has been the series that has lately pulled me back into reading mangas. Um, this series, I believe, is like one of the only series that I could really talk about that I've read the manga for for the past in the past like couple months. Because um, I really haven't, and you know, you may you may hate me for saying this, or you may be also in the same boat as me. But I've lately been having so much trouble reading mangas. Um, back then, it wasn't so much like this. Um, not too long ago, uh, before the, mostly before the pandemic started, uh, I would probably read a couple manga chapters every once in a while, almost every day I would probably read like a chapter or two of a certain series or, you know, really get invested in certain, uh, certain series, uh, and buy a couple physical volumes and stuff like that and pick them up and read them whatever, whenever, um, but lately, that just hasn't been the case. Uh, don't know why, but it's <laughs> but this series, uh, Torikaku, has really kind of changed that a little bit. For those who really don't know much about this series outside of the anime adaptation uh, by Seven Arcs, 
Uh, I'll talk. I'll talk a little bit about the manga a little bit real quick. Um. So the Tony. Uh. So the Tony Kaka. I find, <laughs> it is so hard to say this. I can't speak Japanese very well, as you can clearly tell. Tony Kaku. Uh, Kawaii, also known as Over the Moon for You, is a Japanese manga series written and, illust- and illustrated, I can't even speak English, GG me, uh, by Kajiro Hata. It has been serialized, uh, it's been serialized and gone, done its little thing ever since its first volume released back in May 18th, 2018. Uh, earlier this year, February, uh, Viz Media announced that they were licensing the manga for English releases. And so far, they only have two volumes out, uh, with the third one being released in January. Uh, probably if you're listening to this over uh, the next month or two, if you're listening to this in January, there's probably a chance that it's been released uh, for the English release date, it looks like. Uh, but there's only three volumes out right now, and it looks like it comes. they'll come out Looks like every three months? Two months. Looks like every two months. Uh, because the first one released back in September, and then the second English volume released in November, and then the third one's coming out in January. So about two months, two months, two days. Uh, so yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to wait till March, or maybe April, to see the fourth volume get its, um, to get its release or whatever, which, um, would be about, if I remember correctly, all of the stuff that's being adapted in the first season. So all of season one will be released in, uh, officially released in the English volumes on Viz Media by April or May. Um, so there's that. Um, but yes, like I've said before, this series, at least for the manga, is probably one of the few uh, manga series that I've been reading in the past few months. Um, I don't know what initially turned me, uh, to this series, um, I, cause I remember when people were talking about the series that are airing this season, a lot of people were talking about this series as like another like really wholesome romantic, uh, show and being the, you know, person that I am being really interested in romance and stuff like that. I was kind of drawn into this. Um, and I'll talk more about this when I talk about, um, the anime and stuff like that, um, but for now, I really want, before I get into the anime, like, itself, in in terms of the episodes, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the characters, um, and their voice actors, their seiyus, because, you know me, maybe you do, (laughs) I love me some seiyus, and I love me some good voice work and stuff like that. This series... Actually has some pretty good voice voice characters. Let me say, there's only five that are listed in the uh, my anime list thing right now. So that's probably five. You know, that's five enough by me. Um, so the main, well, at least the main girl protagonist, uh, Sukasa, is voiced by Kito Akari, who I've looked at her stuff in the past. She's also done uh, some other stuff from this season as well. You may possibly know her. From the Arachi to Shimura series, uh, where she voiced Arachi Sakura, the main girl in that series. She also voiced uh, Hirata Kaho from Blend S and Honshu Aru from the Hitori Bochi series. Most famously, 
Nezuko from the Kimetsu no Yaiba series. Uh, she also voiced Momo in the Diba Girl Next Door series, which I am a huge, huge fan of. So you could pretty much get a get a nice little glimpse of. Uh, <laughs> I love I love the I love uh, Sukasa's voice voice actor so far. And then we have Nasa, who is voiced by Enoki Juya. Uh, he, he plays in a couple Beyblade uh, shows and stuff like that. Really haven't seen much out of him, but he does play somebody in uh, Digimon as well. I know that one. Um, and that's he's played in a lot of uh, different uh, shows and stuff like that. Not much that I've seen personally, but a lot of like uh, a lot of shows. I'll say that much. <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, pretty much the other supporting characters it. Basically, you get what I'm trying to say. It's kind of stacked, okay? And then you also have, uh, I'll, I'll say this one as well, because uh, Kohara Konomi voices uh, Chitsoze. Um, and if you've heard of my recent Weeb reviews, or I think I talked about her some other time beforehand, uh, Kohara Konomi is one of my absolute favorite seiyus. She's not the number one favorite, because that one goes to Naotoyama, but Ko, uh, Konomi is second. Possibly third but I can't remember who I don't remember behind it's, it's got to be second she's got to be second um and not only that but not only does Todikawa have uh an English dub in case people were interested in listening to it in English which is you know not a, it wasn't a bad dub uh I listened to it in dub and it wasn't bad uh it's also in Portuguese Spanish and French because this has this just so happens to be a Crunchyroll original Probably one of the best Crunchyroll originals to come out of 2020. That is saying something considering Tower of God was a Crunchyroll original. And that adaptation kind of went, if you know what I mean. Okay. So, uh, let me go ahead and let me talk about the anime episodes themselves. I do want to preface this by saying if you have not watched any of the shows, uh, or excuse me, any of the episodes... From uh, the Todikawa series. I do recommend quickly pausing this episode. And go and binge all of the 12 episodes. That come back a couple weeks later. To listen to this. Uh, because I do. Like to talk about spoilers. Um, as well as I'll probably. Pref I'll also give off a warning. When I talk about the manga. In case you are an anime only listener. Because there are also. A ton of people who listen to. Weeb reviews and listen to to the anime adaptations review and I try not to talk much about the manga because that because for in my opinion with the weeb reviews it's a way for me to introduce you to a series not just for the anime but like watch the anime and then read the manga go read the manga as well or the light novel or play the arrow game or whatever whatever the source material may be um, I try not to talk much about mangas, or I try not to talk much about outside of the adaptation itself, uh, because of the fact that maybe there's somebody here who hasn't read the manga and would probably not like to get spoiled anything. There is a part of me that wants to, I, I will, I will warn you if, I will warn you in case you are an anime-only listener, um, listening to this episode right now. I will warn you when I'm talking about the manga, because I do want to talk about the manga, Mainly for a reason that I'll talk, that I'll say once I get to the manga. But for now, let's get into the anime adaptation. 
earlier in the episode, I do believe wholeheartedly that this series will possibly get a season two. Um, I don't want to say it 100%, but if it's not announced by episode 12, uh, which I'm recording this before a couple days before episode 12's out, and usually, usually, a lot of uh, lots of se- uh, sequel announcements come out on the last episode of each uh, of each of the seasons series. Can I speak English today, please? I do want to also say this right now. If I sound a little sick or whatever, I was battling food poisoning over the past few days. Luckily, it's gotten a little better, but I'm still feeling the effects of it still to this day. However, I don't think you were really noticing much of it right now. But yes, I was dealing with food poisoning just a few days ago. I'm lucky to get this episode out. Let me just say that much. Um, But let me talk about the anime adaptation for Over the Moon for you. Uh, So I watched, I believe I (laughs) watched, this is something I should never do ever when watching anime. Is watching it very sleep deprived. Uh, Because I watched the first two or three episodes while very tired, but at the, okay, so it wasn't like tired, like, oh, I'm going to fall asleep while watching this. It was more like, oh, I'm tired, but I have the, but I have like the drive to watch stuff or the energy to watch a series or something like that. Watch a few episodes and get all hyped about it and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm very tired. (laughs) Um, So I watched the first three episodes like that. And because of that, my mind did not take it to like, the account that this series is not a typical romance series because I've been dealing and this is what happens when you watch or read or listen to a bunch of romance stuff uh an anime all the tropes and stuff that I thought were going to happen in the first few episodes were basically thrown out the entire window um even before watching this series, I don't know what made me think of this, but I thought for a moment that uh, Nasa was going to get isekai into a world where he would meet Sukasa. But I'm obviously wrong, <laughs> and I feel stupid for that. If you're listening to this, make fun of me on Twitter all you want. I don't care. <laughs> um... But it wasn't just that, but when I list when I watched the first episode and you know, NASA, you know, obviously runs out and almost gets flat out fucking murdered by Chuck Kun, who just so happens to make an appearance here in a non Isekai show. Surprise, surprise. Man, Japan likes to surprise us, don't you think? Um but um when Tsukasa comes and saves him, and then all of a sudden you know, Nasa feels the emotions and asks her out and stuff like that. And they're technically married, even though Sukasa is gone. Never to be heard from or seen from. Um, my sleep-deprived, but also very active mind went into Among Us mode. And I was just like, yeah, the Sukasa's kind of sus. She's really sus, not gonna lie. Uh, and I can't remember exactly why I thought this way now that I think about it. And I can't remember what I thought of exactly, like 100%. I just remembered, like, 
I was watching the episode, the first two or three episodes, I was just like, there, there's some catch to this. There's some catch. Like, I don't think Tsukasa would just randomly like this guy who just comes run out like... They don't even meet each other. They don't even know each other before the whole truck incident. Uh, this wouldn't... I, like, obviously, this wouldn't happen in real life, but, like... Like, you know, why does Sukasa like Nasa and stuff like that? This is just my mindset going into the fourth episode or whatever. And then the more I'm, like, watching this, the more I'm just like... Fuck. I mean, somehow, someway, Sukasa likes Nasa, and I'm just gonna... I'm just going to accept it. <laughs> I'm just going to accept it and continue on. And then, uh, fucking, uh, Chitose comes in. It's just, and now I'm just like, oh, oh, so she comes from, uh, from one of those kinds of families. Okay. Okay. I, now, I'm, am I starting to feel a little bit of, a little bit of that sus stuff back? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But I kind of think, uh, uh, I I think I'll continue watching, <laughs> but uh, this is like one of the only shows, only romance shows. Excuse that. Uh, let me just say that, um, where it's completely uh, as of right now, as of watching this, completely wholesome. There's no bullshit. There's no random, well, it is random, I'll give it that, but there's no, like, uh, kind of like in normal romance shows where there's drama and, you know, dumb stuff that happens, or, uh, you get what I'm trying to say. You probably get what I'm trying to say. There's none of that here. It's just straightforward romance, and it is straightforward, wholesome. I'm not used to this, okay? Um, this series is getting up there with Eurocamp in terms of my favorite series, okay? Because when I talk about wholesome shows, a lot of people point to like Nan Nan Biorti or Eurocamp or um, I think A Place Farther Than the Universe. I think that's another one if I remember correctly. Um, and like, I... <laughs> I look at the trailers and I look at like a couple teasers and stuff like that. I'm just like, how could this one be so wholesome yet like in the first episode, somebody almost dies and we're, you know, introduced to this random, this random girl named Tsukasa who just out of the blue is just like, oh yeah, I want to marry you or yeah, you could, yeah, we could date as long as you marry and then. Okay, okay. I don't know. I don't know how it could be so wholesome and yet so random at the same time. But then again, uh, I'll say this as well. When I say random, I'm only saying this because like the first episode is probably the most randomest of episodes out there in the entire series. When you get past the fact that like, you know, you two just only met because, you know, you just so happen to be on the, the same street or whatever... And the only reason why you're talking to her in the first place is because, well, she saved your life from getting transported to another world that probably would have been a hundred times worse than the world that you're in right now. But we're not going to talk about that 
because here's episode 2, here's episode 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 of wholesomeness. You know, exactly what a married couple should be like. Okay? There's no NTR bullshit. There's no bullshit in general, might I add. Um, it's adorable, as always. Um, but I was still a little like, there's no way they can have, there's no way they can have, um, this series be this wholesome about romance. There's no way. But then the more I watch it, I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) I can't, I'm so happy I'm wrong because there's so many, I'll, I'll point to this trope. Okay. A lot of fucking romance shows do this trope that I point to for this series to make it up there in terms of the best romance shows ever. Okay. You know the uh you know the 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 fucking trope that I'm talking about when the two of them the two of them you they're getting really close. Really close to touching lips. You know that you know that if they do it, it would be the greatest moment in the entire series history. And then to get cock blocked at the last second. Something, someone interrupts it. Oh, it just annoys me because it's like, oh, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. Dang it, you didn't do it because got cock blocked at the last second. That doesn't happen here. Okay? I think the only other series I've seen so much more kissing was Sakura Tricked. And the or Sakura Trick, excuse me. And that series is a guilty pleasure show. This series is not a guilty pleasure show by any means. By any means, okay. And there's a lot of romantic stuff. Even hugging and hand holding is not seen that often in romance shows. But in in Tony Kaku, it's just like here's here's a scene of them holding hands. Here's a scene of them sleeping together. Here's a scene of them kissing. Hey, it's all canon too. So it's even better. It's not in the dreams. It's not a fucking spinoff or like non-canon bullshit. It's all canon too. Okay. Um, and as well as I want to talk about this as well because I am a huge music person. I do love me some good ass anime openings. I was not very much of a fan of the opening at first. Okay. Uh, because of like the whole dubstep stuff near the end. I'm not a huge dubstep person. Like, I don't really care about it that much. And I also kind of feel like it's just random. But then, I, the more I listen to the opening, the more I'm like, okay, this is kind of fire. This is kind of fire. And I, I skip the opening. I, I only skip openings when I'm, like, really in a rush to watch episodes where I just I don't feel the need to listen to the opening. I skipped it a few times, I think, like, the, maybe the first few episodes. And then I started listening to the song more and more, and I'm just like... Okay, yeah, I'm never skipping this opening again. I feel bad for skipping it. <laughs> um, and I think one of the last things I'll say for um, the anime is... This is kind of like for the whole series itself, but like I'm really surprised they kept a lot of the references to pop culture into this this series. Because a lot of animes don't really do that. If they do, they have to like switch it up a little bit. Whether they be like, you can't say what it is or else you'll get copyrighted or whatever. But for this series, 
They mentioned Street Fighter. They mentioned YouTubers. They mentioned almost a ton of different things. And as well as I think they even mentioned virtual YouTubers as well. I can't remember. But they mentioned a lot of pop culture things. Just like out of the blue. Like just full on. Just full blown. References. Not only that but they also break the fourth wall. A lot. More I mean. They had to switch it up a little bit in the anime adaptation of course. But in the manga it just breaks the fourth wall so much. Um, if you read up on the adapted parts of the manga, you know what I mean? Um, there's not much of a difference between the manga and the anime, though. I'll say that much. So, I mean, possibly if you want to go back to read it, you know, read the adapted parts, go ahead. Uh, but I think I would suggest... I can't remember what chapter. I'll be honest. I think maybe just start from, start from the fourth volume. And go up, go on from there because, you know, you'll probably be on, like, episode 10 uh, for the adaptated parts. But, you know, it it's super amazing, okay? Um, the manga and the, it, the entire series in general, let me say that much. Um, but, yes. I... Oh, actually, I'll talk about a animation because I forgot to talk about animation. Um, I'll talk about that real quick. Now that, I, now that I thought about it. Um, so, Seven Arcs created this, uh, or adaptated this. It's the same thing. Um, and I looked at Seven Arcs as, like, discography. I, is that is, is that the term I'm supposed to use? Because I know discography is used in music, but I don't know if it's used in anime, but I'm going to use it anyway. You get what I'm trying to say when I say it, though. Um, and they are really not known for much else. They made uh, Sikari... Uh, and Dog Days, and as well as a couple Maho Shoujo kind of shows and stuff like that. Uh, but even the uh, even their most uh, what most followed, yes, most sorted by the most members or whatever. Uh, Sek uh, Sekiri uh, has three hundred and twenty thousand, which is you know quite a lot, yes, but. You know, you go to third place, which is, I believe, like, one of their spinoffs or whatever. The, yeah, the second season of that same series. And it's, like, a almost two, almost 100,000. No, hold on. Almost 200,000 less people. Excuse me. So, it's a huge drop-off. And then he got, then he got Tony Kaku in the, in the middle there with 210,000 members as of recording this. Um, truly a spectacle to behold by this, uh by the studio uh but for the animation itself i really enjoy the smooth animation of it um it really to put this in perspective it really reminds me of the second season of quiz Hunter quintuplets in terms of its animation it's not by the same studio by any means um but i still love the adaptation uh or the animation excuse me of um of the series um you read the manga it does look a little different i'll give it that but at the same time, it is generally quite cute. So that'll do it for the anime adaptation. Um, if you want to hear more about the manga, then I'll talk more about it. Because there may be some people here who have read up to its current point. Um, I haven't yet. I've gotten to the middle point, though, so I can talk a little bit about the manga. I think I've read about up to the sixth 
I think I'm still in the sixth or seventh volume. I can't remember exactly yet, but um, I was very, very curious about this series outside of the anime adaptation. So I was like, I, and I would, I was like, there's no way this series can continue to be this wholesome and funny at the same time for 140, 150 chapters. Okay, and of course, you know, you got series like Nadan Biori, and you got Eurocamp, who, you know, I've talked about Eurocamp before, they're on 10 volumes of the same camping stuff, uh, with Nadan Biori, they have three seasons of this series coming out, uh, so I was like, but there has to be some sort of, like, plot twist. Or some sort of, like, NTR stuff. I'm expecting it, right? No. No. There is none of that. It is... This, by all means, is not a bad thing. This is a great thing. Okay? Because... When I'm reading this series, or when I'm watching this series... I want the last thing to be on my mind... Is to be a terrible plot twist... Or a domestic Nakata show, NTR style plot twist that just flips everything on its side. You can make jokes and references to other mangas like that. It, it has done that. It, trust me, it has. But actually going through with terrible drama or something like that. Or plot twist. I just really, really, really... Don't want this series to have that sort of thing. I just want it to be wholesome all the way through. Uh, and there is a part of me that knows that, you know, there'll be some drama, but nothing major, obviously. Because if if the whole series is, you know, labeled wholesome or, you know, in the job, or it's like um, one of the, not a slow burner show by any means, but you know what I mean. It has that same feel to it to where it's kind of like Eurocamp or not, I'd be already, like I said. Where you could have 140 chapters of the same thing, it'd still be enjoyable, okay? There will be some drama, I bet, uh, down the line, when I read up to its current point, or even after recording this, maybe a couple chapters later, <laughs> uh, there'll be something big going on. But I hope that something big, like that big, is in like huge quotations. And by big, I mean like, oh, well, this happens, but, you know, we're just gonna make like a, kind of like a, comedy style bit out of this part you know what I mean um but that but you know that's just my overactive mind going mentally crazy as always with these sh kinds of shows because like like I said earlier I've watched so much romance and so much Rob Cobbs I guess I'll say that just really like to have a lot of drama and a lot of like of its tropes or whatever shy through the series and stuff like that. The typical the typical tropes, might I add. But with this series, it's different. Because it doesn't do any of the tropes. It they'll they'll reference the tropes, but they don't do like I said before with the whole kissing thing. They do it left and right, up and down, and diagonal positions and stuff like that. Okay, for this series. 
And they don't even do it for the fan service. They just it they do it just because it's wholesome. And this is what couples do. Okay? So it's not even doing this for the, the fan service. It's just wholesome at, at by itself. Um But I'm not entirely sure how long this series will go. Because um let me see how many volumes. There's 14 volumes of the manga out right now uh, for in the Japanese language. Obviously, that's they'll slowly get out there as uh, as the the months roll on and stuff like that. Um, but oh Lordy Almighty, <sighs> I think that may be all I could say about this series for now. Because like I said, I have to read up on the series more, but. Um, do I recommend this series? Absolutely. Okay. Anybody who is all, um, anybody who is all up on that romance and the, the, uh, the comfy romance, let me add, um, I definitely recommend this because if you're sick and tired of the kinds of animes where it's like, okay, so we're going to spend two seasons of this character trying to figure out who he likes. And then they'll try and chase each other. Will they get together? Will they get together? When, will this ha Will this spectacular moment that will easily shape the face of the series happen? And they get cock-blocked literally seconds after. Um, but for this series, it doesn't do that whatsoever. So that's what I like about it. Okay. Um... I've not I've not spoiled anything for the manga necessarily other than the fact that like it it you know if a season 2 happens it's the same thing as season 1 not a bad thing whatsoever. Um I want to, I want to give my final score for this series but well at least for the anime. But the last episode is not out yet so I can't really do that but it is a solid 8 as of now. However, what I've read of the manga, when it gets annotated, it'll be a solid nine because I'm excited to see the last episode annotated. Okay, so there's that. It's truly a great series. Okay, now then, you may be asking yourself or you may be yelling at me through your speaker or your headphones or to yourself over on my Twitter page at the Japanaholic one over at the email page. Uh, JapanholicPC at gmail.com. Whatever. Either way, you may be yelling at me. When am I going to go negative on a series? When am I going to talk negative in general on this podcast? To that I say, man, quite negative of you to say that and ask of that. But don't worry if you're thinking that, which is quite scary. But next week and the week after, I have two episodes planned with a special guest who has been on this podcast many, 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 many times before. Probably know him already. But we're going to sit down for two weeks, and we're going to talk about the best and the worst of 2020. Tons of stuff to talk about in those two episodes. Then, actually, I do have three episodes planned in the next three weeks. Then, the first Wednesday of the brand new year, we'll talk about the top articles, top news articles, of December. There's been a quite a little bit of uh, topics to talk about. I'll talk about a couple of them in January. Now that. 
in terms of negative weeb reviews because a lot of people like to see me in pain. Masochist. I am not one, but there's a ton of people listening to this who probably are. But it'll either be January's or February's. So the next couple months, I am going to start getting a little bit more negative on the weeb reviews. I've done too many shows where I'm like, oh, I love this show. 10 out of 10. Oh, such a wholesome show. 10 out of 10. Kind of want to change that up a little bit. Now, some series may not be completely negative. But next month, maybe the most negative that I'll probably get on this series. I'm not going to spoil it yet. Because I have to mentally and physically and psychologically prepare myself for that series again. Because I have to rewatch it. Or reread it. Or just spit stuff out of my ass. And hope to God that I remember the stuff correctly. Probably want to watch it, but God, I don't want to. I will probably... You probably may figure that out over on my Twitter page later. I don't know. Who knows? But anyways, thank you all so much for making it to the end of this week's episode of the Japan Holic Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please make sure to click the follow button and share this podcast out with your friends. If you ha just so happen to be uh, having... Spotify updated on your phone or whatever. If you click the follow button, you'll be able to get notifications as to when new episodes come out. Please turn that on. I sound like a YouTuber right now. <sighs> Thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode. I'll be back same time next week to do it all over again. But for now, thank you for listening. I'm Taylor Riley, Certified Japan Holics, signing off. Good night. <laughs>